Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. And I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are discussing Minute 6, which begins with a shot out of the well. I think it's looking up out of the well? It's not super clear. Like, it could be, like, from partway down the well looking into the water. Mm -hmm. Or it could be under the water looking up. up. Yeah, it's not exactly clear and with animation like the camera doesn't exist so they don't have to like avoid where the camera is like you can do reflection shots in a way that you can't necessarily in other films yes uh, but in that shot snow white is singing into the well and then it ends or out of the well or out of the well but like <laughs> like either way it's into it yes and the minute ends with the prince singing One Heart Tender. Okay. This is a good intro, sweetheart. Great job on your first intro. Thanks. I was nervous. <laughs> so my first note on this one is that the prince, like, hears Snow White singing. And we saw him, like, trotting up to the, the castle path, kind of. Like, the back... It looks like the back. upper path, but like, so he like has to like hop off his horse onto this path, but then that path doesn't seem to be leading to a door. And he just hops a wall, like swings his legs over and like smiles is like, I found the singing girl. <laughs> and he just hops into whatever portion of the castle this is like courtyard or garden or well area. And he's just like, yep, I'm here. I'm hopping over. Like he has a lot of swagger. Yeah, he does. He, he just, he, from his horse onto this wall that's This not wall the, path. It's not, it's, it's not, not the that, wall of the castle. Right. But, but it's, it's a raised stone path. Yeah. But it's, it's not that high, but it's, it's, it seems a little bit higher than like. Like the castle wall he, from the path. Yes. Yeah. So like he got kind of high, but like but there's a lot of ivy his, and stuff. He, he's on the horse. And he pulls himself, and it looks really easily, onto this wall. And he's just sitting there, looking at Snow White, who's singing into a well. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, and then his next move is to just bust in. Not, And I was expecting across the well, and it was adjacent to her. It was, like, right next to her. And spooks her in a mighty fashion. Like, she is... She's this is a scary week for Snow White, but like this is the beginning <laughs> of Snow White's scare week. Yes. And it's not clear how many days it yeah. like there the difference is, but it seems to be pretty close in contact. I mean, it could be the the same day. Like this yeah. could be the morning and then it's the afternoon. Who knows? Time, <laughs> you know? Time is very uh but like you, yeah, time time's weird. But she is like, so scared. And she runs very quickly into the castle, up some stairs, and then into another room. Yeah, but that panning. Is, is so that was one of the ones they featured on one of the featurettes and, and on the disc we have. Which, one of these times I'll read off, like, the exact edition mm -hmm. that we got. They talk about the process that goes into, you know, the different layers of animation that are going on. So this is an example of those layers of animation where she's on the, the foreground or she's on the background, but then she goes inside some foreground. She goes inside this door, which means that that door is a layer on top of background layers. And so she's going between these 
otherwise clear sheets. And they probably don't have her move the whole way through the, the blank spaces. They just pan and then she comes back and that's, you know, more of her animation again. But also I think there's doves moving the whole time. Yeah. They, they move from, so she, they go with her to the door and then, and then they fly up to that window where is it, it's where like she, on the stairway yeah, or something. Where she it's like a landing. looks out and is like frightened still. Mm-hmm. And then does she scream again when she sees him through the window? I can't remember exactly. I don't, it, it might've been like a little squeal. Like a I little, yeah, a squeak. But I don't think it was a scream. Mm-hmm. But then the doves from the window, they fly up to the balcony where and she's hiding. And then they hide, but then they underneath. hide underneath the balcony like some yeah. of the some of the the ornamenture on the balcony i don't know if that's worth and so it's like this is a interesting complex animation with i think there's even a little bit of zooming yeah at the very least a lot of panning if yes. if there's not zooming on this one there's zooming later on mm-hmm. and then she sticks her head out and then she like steps back in behind the curtain and spruces herself up. She like looks at her her tattered skirt, which is the only thing that's tattered it's, about her outfit. It's a really bad skirt, but like the rest from like waist her, her up blouse is like and perfect. Like her hair is just perfect. Yeah, her blouse and vest. I mean, like they are obviously working clothes because they're not brightly colored. <laughs> but like it's a fine brown vest and a fine creamy white blouse, and like, but she like looks at the tattered skirt and she's just like oh and she like kind of smooths it out like i don't know if she's smoothing it out or if she's just like looking at it and it's like there's nothing to be done about I this i don't know it's not but then she like she like does the thing with her hair i don't know what the thing is but she like puts both hands up behind her ears and just, just like fluffs it up. <laughs> fluffs her her bob mm-hmm. or something and and just kind of does this like composing motion like these these are the moments that it's like so amazing and you know that they had an actress that performed these physical like stage actions yes and they're they are amazing like the the detail that goes into it it looks very smooth and natural and this is something that i think is important for disney's growth and development into this film and into future films is having these really fluid natural movements that are timed correctly. Like the, like none of the motion goes too fast. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, you know, reach up and fluff her hair in too few frames. It's just right because they have a film to work from to say, okay, it takes about this many frames for this action to occur. Yeah. And they're not tracing it from the film of Marge Champion. Who's the, Mm -hmm. the The physical model for Snow White. Did she do anything else? she was a professional dancer but she did some other things for disney right she did was she the alice model too she was i think so i'd have to double check on that so they they used her a few times i I believe so okay yeah so we watched some similar featurettes on the little mermaid which is what 50 years later um yeah 37 to 89 so 50 yes. years, a full 50 years where, you know, it's the Disney Renaissance. So they're coming back to these roots and they watched, they watched some of the old stuff about animating Snow White. And they're like, Hey, the, that models thing is a good idea. And like the comparison of like the detailed model work that they did for Snow White compared with what they did for Little Mermaid is like ridiculous. Cause the Little Mermaid ones, they just like 
have a room where they tape up like some blue paper and put tape on as a rough grid for some depth perception. And then they're just kind of doing the motions in something that's vaguely the same outfit or the same or vaguely the same kind of prop. It's yeah. But even then it's like, no, it's isn't like some of those aren't even vaguely like, one of those Prince Eric is rowing across the the screen of, of the camera that they're filming. For Kiss the Girl. Yeah, in a in like a rolling chair. And there's like two other guys pushing or pulling on a rope. And he's just like going through the motions of rowing. But like in Snow White, like we watched some of the stuff and they have a dress and the shoes and everything. Like just so. And the bow in the hair. Mm-hmm. And then, the, which is, it makes a big difference. I think there's a certain depth of realism to Snow White in, in later scenes and, and in this one where you see, you know, like somebody was wearing a tattered skirt probably as they filmed this. So they could see how a tattered skirt moves just right for it. And I think that's interesting that they would do that. And then 50 years later, they're like, well, we can get a vague approximation. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a very it's vague <laughs> approximation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different. And I don't think, well, I don't know if I want to say that there's more merit to the Snow White version because that is a lot more work. But I think there's evidence to suggest that doing that much more work for it and like getting a costume made so that you can film an actress so that you can animate realistic clothing motions. There is something to be gained for it, but based on, you know, bottom lines and and a numbers game and, and getting the money and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if it's worth it, but it could be worth it. If you really want to make, you know, a spectacle, make something that's really, really extra special, you might have to go to that extreme. And, and like Little Mermaid's great. And we look forward to talking about Little Mermaid uh, in, in a while. It, like, it, years away. <laughs> yes. Because in case we haven't mentioned, like, we do hope to do a lot of Disney films like this, minute by minute. Right now we're doing Snow White, um, but then we'll move on and do more of them and, and do these discussions. And so, like, we are looking forward to doing Little Mermaid. It's important. It's it's the beginning of the Disney Renaissance. It has four amazing show-stopping musical numbers. Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to work on the live-action uh, remake that we doing. are a huge fan of Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, Lynn's great, <laughs> and so we trust that. Like, I don't want to knock Little Mermaid by comparing it to Snow White, but I think there's something about Snow White that is more significant. And I think one of the things that goes into it is this modeled motion of the entire outfits and things like that. That and. I want to say that having Walt working with them. Walt makes a difference. Walt makes a difference. Like you can really see a difference between the ones that Walt had a lot to say on versus the ones that Walt was not really focused on because he was focused on Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I, Walt I mean, the Enterprise, he, the, it became... Walt Disney Studios, he had so much else to work on. And this one was, I think we talked about it last week, was like everything. Like make or break his entire career, life, studio, employees. 
it all was riding on this and he had to make it happen or or he's done like he doesn't get to make another short film even probably yeah if this doesn't work out no more mickey mouse <laughs> and okay since we've already since we mentioned him since we brought up lin-manuel miranda uh in this episode i think i think there's something about lin that is like walt and there's things about walt that are like lin and i don't want to say that Lynn has done for musicals what Walt did for animation or anything like that because it's not the same. And it's not even what Lynn's done for hip hop and musicals or rap or or American history or anything like that. But there's a certain kind of spark that is not very common. And it's captivating and it's engaging and it generates massive undoubted success. And Walt Disney had that especially in making Snow White, the first full-length animated feature and, and you know, the foundation for an entire studio that has affected millions and millions and millions, maybe hundreds of millions of people since it started. And Lin-Manuel Miranda with Hamilton has done something with that same spark that it's a game changer. It, re, it remakes an industry. Yes. Musicals are a different industry now because of what Lin-Manuel Miranda has done. And movies are a different industry, especially animated films are a different industry because of, Walt, of what Walt Disney did. Yes, I can see that. I don't feel like that is an outlandish statement no, to, to go with, even though we're looking at Walt Disney with, you know, 70 years of, of retrospective and we're looking at Lin-Manuel Miranda contemporaneously also very well yeah going along with that they're very different generations and very different things are going around are going on in the world and uh, and with what they're trying to accomplish but they are both almost revolutionized they're revolutionizing something yes yeah and it does not come around very often right and I guess it happens more often if you expand, you know, the parameters. And in this case, we're looking specifically at entertainment genres. So if you expand it to literary thinkers or inventions, like Thomas Edison would be, you know, probably someone that you would claim for inventions. Um, I'd prefer Tesla because Edison was a harsh guy and ruined a lot of people's lives. But anyway, <laughs> that's a completely different topic. That is not germane to this discussion. <laughs> the, effect that Walt Disney had on an entertainment industry, I think is amazing and astounding. And out of all the people in the modern world, I'd say Lin-Manuel Miranda kind of has the only, is the only one really with potential to affect a comparable change in an entertainment industry right now. These are big game changing kind of people. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, back to Snow White. <laughs> if you had asked me at the beginning of this episode if we were going to talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'd be like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> Look where we are now. Talk about Lin in depth and comparing him to Walt Disney. Okay, back to Snow White. Look at where we are. Look at where we started. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but this, like, this is all about 
Lynn and Walt, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Snow White. So, back to Snow White. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, actually, while you calm down, I have another thing. <laughs> and I told you about this, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, I realized the reaction that I had when I first saw, like, the first shot of Snow White and the castle. And I was like, there's something here that's different and special. It is the same reaction, and I've had it twice before that I can think of watching animation. And one was for um, the anime film Akira, which is phenomenal. And I showed you that opening sequence, and it's not the same kind of special, but there's something that's different about it, and it's striking. And then also in uh, Over the Garden Wall, which I, the my experience seeing in, uh, Over the Garden Wall was... I walked past a room where my brother was watching it and I said, what's this? I don't recognize this. He said, it's over the garden wall. I said, okay. And I was about to walk away. And then I didn't because I saw, I don't know what it was, the colors or the lines or the motion or the animation or something about it, but it just screamed quality and care. And I couldn't just shrug it away. I couldn't just like walk away from it. I had to give it a moment of attention and then very quickly it said, this is really, really good. And I want to engage with whatever this is. And that's, that's what I felt at when we started watching Snow White. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember the last time I had watched it or if I had really. And that opening shot, I was like, this says quality, care, um, meticulous detail, all those things. And it's amazing. And it's a good feeling to have something captivating reach out which you know it happens with art it happens with books i know i'm sure a lot of people have felt that way about like the harry potter novels where they grab it and and it pulls them in and they are captivated i do yeah and and there's pieces of art that i've seen that i can't walk away from i i saw uh you know art at a museum and it it strikes me and there's some art that I haven't seen in a museum and I'm looking forward to it. There's, uh, I really love the painting Nighthawks and I can't wait to see it someday because I know I'll just sit and stare at it. And it's exciting to have art that does that. Yeah. Is there anything else actually about <laughs> this minute that... Um, well, I was going to mention this last week and I don't know why I did, but it's just a little fun fact about this whole sequence, the garden sequence with Snow White singing and the prince coming in and singing as well. Um, Does this count as two songs, by the way? Technically, they are, but on the CD, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are listed as one song. With like a slash. One song and it's called one song. Yeah, with uh, the slash. <laughs> um, but this, because they they merge very much. Yes. Um, but this whole sequence was one of the last sequences to be uh, developed, and originally there was supposed to be like a dream sequence where Snow White is dreaming about her prince as she's singing. I'm wishing. And, I, and then there was, like, another one with, like, a bucket or something. I don't know. Like, this but, is a really fast-paced beginning of the movie, and it does loosen up later on. But it feels good. Like, everything's here that you need. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. It just feels a little fast. Mm -hmm. 
but right. it's it's still very good. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say on this minute? No, I'm I'm good. I'm good too. Okay, so that'll be it for today and join us again tomorrow for another minute of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We are still getting set up with a website and everything, but please subscribe in iTunes or whatever podcast service you're using. Uh, give us a review, rate us, share us with your friends, please. Uh, we want lots of listeners and, and the more support we get, the better we will be able to do these films and do more of them and do them faster. At 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 this time, we don't know how many we could do in a year. Um, I mean, time-wise, we know what we could do, but like our ability to execute them. But if you want to support us in that endeavor, you can donate to patreon.com slash protagonist. That's another podcast that I work on and we are connected to very closely. So money that supports that supports us. It's a little bit of a, you know, good relationship. So please check that out and come back tomorrow for more. Yep. <laughs>